Yo, 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 all right, all right, all right, what's up, everybody? So, today is, today is, uh, August 24th, 2018, we are, um, I don't know how many months, it's, it's gotta be, um, We're almost to nine, so that's three quarters of the way through. Is that how that works? Three three quarters or four. I don't know. My math is fucked, but yeah, I think we're seventy five percent way through two thousand eighteen, and I don't know if I've already been doing this for a year or not, but. It is definitely close to a year, if not already past a year. So with that in mind, um, I want to say thank you guys for like 4,000 plus listens, almost 5,000. Which is not not off to a bad start. It's actually a pretty good start, so. Oh my god, where are we? Okay, so I had a couple of things I want to talk about before we uh, get into this podcast. And before I had to dig around some info. But, okay, so Marvel and Sony. Because this was a conversation that's dominated memes. Dominated me and my bro and some of my friends. Marvel, Sony, and Spider-Man. <sighs> Where to start? Okay, now that I have time to reflect. Initially, it does kind of suck that you're not going to see... But I don't think that's the case. I don't think you're going to see Spider-Man in the MCU other than a cameo here or there now. Like maybe another Avengers four or five years down from the road. Or, you know, he's not going to be directly too much involved anymore with his own his own squad of people, which was Nick Fury, you know, his classmates. I think now they're going to... What I thought was going to happen with my bro was that they're going to open up spider-man's universe in and leave him to himself because he's got a lot of things his identity is known j jonah jameson is now uh he actually reported who spider-man was so now they're going to find him and i think craven the hunter is going to come along and that's going to sidetrack spider-man and i actually think it's good because well let me stop there Spider-Man's got a huge universe. There's the Mad Spider. He's got Venom and Carnage. I mean, I want to see a good Spider-Man versus Venom movie. Or, you know, the symbiote maybe helping Spider-Man take on Carnage. There's there's just stories upon stories just in Spider- just as there is in any other Marvel character. Now... Do I think the Marvel Disney 
Sony Spider-Man split is permanent? No. But I do believe that Sony is like, okay, you've propped up the character now. We see what direction we're going to go in. Thank you. It's more of a thank you. Like, thank you for building up our character. Now we've got Spider-Man. He's out on a platform all on his own. And we'll take it from here. That's kind of what it sounds like the, co- the two companies are doing. I know the fans are pointing fingers and everybody's pointing fingers at everybody. But the the fact of the matter is Spider-Man, uh, he's kind of part of the OG Avenger squad, which was Thor, Captain America, Hulk, Tony Stark. And, you know, he's part of that in the in. Marvel is moving beyond that. You know, the the original Avengers are done. And that kind of includes Spider-Man. So I could, you know, they shuffled him out. And then you got to take into consideration Marvel already and Disney already dropped like 10 or now I think about 15 projects that they're working on. Black Panther 2. Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, Blade, um, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Mrs. Marvel, or Ms. Marvel, um, uh, Captain America, and and the Winter Soldier, or, you know, their team up, uh, the Black Widow movie, they got, oh, they got a ton of shit, uh, Doctor Strange 2, uh, the Eternals, they got what if they Marvel is now proceeding ahead with like all their chips, they're laying it all out aside from movies as well. I mean, they had they're launching that video game that nobody's really impressed with, but it, it's happening. Um, yeah, like Marvel is. Loaded and supposedly they're bringing in the X Men and they're bringing in the Fantastic Four. So, where does that leave Spider Man? It leaves him to being. And I've had this conversation with my brother. This is why Marvel, in the first place, lent out Spider Man. They lent out X Men. They lent out the Fantastic Four. They lent out, you know. The Defenders and the Punisher and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and the Punisher. Did I say the Punisher? The Punisher, the Punisher, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil to Netflix. They lent out those properties or they sold them or whatever they do so that those companies can make the stories. Now, everybody's wrapped up in this idea that Marvel should just buy everybody back. But that's not the case because now Marvel is moving ahead with all these other projects. And where does that leave? I mean, Marvel is going to pump out like seven movies a year? No. They they have their hands full. They've had their hands full for the last couple of years with the big onslaught that was the Avengers. Uh, now they're kind of catching their breath, but they've just announced like a million more things going on. Uh, other studios, they would have to subcontract other studios. Not not a lot of people understand projects or work construction, but I do. Um, 
one guy is a salesman, you know, in the uh, company. And they say, hey, we're going to build your house or we're going to do your entire landscaping, build a pool, put a patio. Now, that one guy cannot do it all by himself. So he hires out either workers or subcontractors. Now, they're still working. You know, typically a swimming pool or a house is built in a couple of months, but there's other things going on. You know, you got materials being delivered. You got to order materials. You got people coming in and people coming out, you know. Hey, I got to schedule, you know, this thing and that thing. You know, oh, well, the owners now want to add on, you know, they want to add on like a bunch of block walls, you know, surrounding the property or they want to add on. And that, and all those things usually are somebody else's typical trades. But the guy who's the general contractor is sitting there like, okay, well, I'll organize it. I'll get it set up. But he doesn't physically go out there and lay the blocks, dig the footings and all that bullshit. No. So that's what is happening with Marvel. Marvel's got all these things. And right now they got a lot. They're doing a lot, but there's, I mean, there's stories for days. I mean, Ghost Rider's still out there somewhere. Um, they just brought back Blade. You know, there's other properties, and Blade's slated for like a few years from now. So, I mean, anything could happen. And it's, you know, that's just what, you know. Then they got the X Men. They've got the Fantastic Four. They've got, you know. You know, Doctor Strange has a whole other movie to come out. I mean, there's just a lot going on. So I, I see it as okay. That they, you know, Sony is now... Now that the Spider-Man has been propped up, we know what he's all about. They're not going to redo his beginning story. Like, the jokes are being made. Like, they're gonna, Uncle Ben's going to die again for, like, the 17th time. No. Sony is not rebooting the character. Sony is taking the character and expanding on it. Uh, I think it's a fantastic job what they've done with Spider-Man. Um, they've flash forward, they flash forwarded his intro. They, basically, they just talked about it briefly in Civil War or whatever, or whenever they talked about it. Or his first movie. They put him as kind of a B character in Civil War. Um, they expanded on him. In Avengers Infinity War. Uh, you know, they brought him back in Endgame and then he had his own movie. I mean, he's had his own, I mean, he's in very good standing. I mean, everybody likes Tom Holland. Uh, but let's be honest, Venom is sitting out there at like grossed a billion dollars. And Venom also promised and teased carnage i want spider-man to now scrap it i want him to throw fisticuffs with those two characters i I don't know if we're gonna get spider-man as um full-on enemies with venom or if venom overwhelms carnage and spider-man has to intervene and then it's a and then it's it's a three-way tangled death match who knows, maybe maybe Spider-Man ends up getting the suit from Venom, 
because Eddie Brock is knocked out of the picture for temporarily. You don't know how these things play out, but now it's fascinating. That's that window has now opened wide up, um, and I think that's the direction going forward. Is they're going to bring Spider Man into a clash of both Venom and Carnage, and have him there as well as another movie, um, you know, Spider Man Three. You know, so it's fantastic. It, it he'll be okay. And I think Sony is Sony smart. They're going to say, hey, you know what? Our character needs to dip back into the realm of MCU, you know, maybe just for a battle, maybe just for like kind of how they did Captain Marvel for Endgame, you know, just like was there in the very beginning, a whole movie passed by and just there for like three minutes at the end. I could see Spider-Man doing that, Um, but I don't think don't. I don't think Sony, I don't think Marvel should be in charge of Spider-Man anymore because they are just overloaded. Marvel is overloaded to the max. Um, And I don't want to see that character just shelved, like sitting there, like not doing nothing. The same with the X-Men. I think the X-Men are going to be brought in, built up over three or four movies, you know, and then be given like, hey, take, take off with our child that we propped up and the same with the fantastic four i mean the fantastic four you know maybe they have a a good little three or four movie run and then you know off they go to the races you know see how far you can take it with the with a good foundation built in so that was the big news this week um as far as entertainment um that that came across everybody was talking about it I'm sure you've seen the memes. I'm sure you've uh, heard by now that, you know, Sony and Spider-Man and Marvel are tossing it up. But, I mean, it's not neither here nor there. It's just something that happens. It's business. At the end of the day, everybody forgets that these are just not... These are whole companies that are, you know, there's contractual situations. There's all kinds of things, you know that happen and people need to realize like look marvel like i said marvel is overloaded and see this is this is what if you remember back and i know a couple of my friends and everybody dc kind of rushed the justice league to happen and also the death of superman and all that when i felt that they should have took the marvel approach and spread out you know, Batman, spread out Superman, spread out Wonder Woman, you know, similar to what Marvel did, give these characters a chance to vibe on their own, build up their own, and then merge them just like the Avengers. But they didn't go that route. They immediately set up the Justice League and they immediately had another one that I don't even, I know they actually had a Justice League movie, but I don't know anybody that's personally, I haven't seen it and I don't even see it on TV. Like it's, it exists, but I don't know anybody that talks about it, like, at all. Um, but even though the Justice League happened, like, what do they do now? Like, Aquaman came out, and I think Wonder Woman's coming out with their own movie. Nobody knows what's going on with Superman. Nobody's going on with, nobody knows what's going on with the Suicide Squad. Nobody knows what's going on with Batman either. Like, they didn't have the good base. So, you know, now that... 
Spider-Man's got the good base, and Marvel can see that that's the way to go. They're gonna do the, they're gonna do that with the X-Men, and Fantastic Four, and you know everybody else. All these other characters coming up, which is the right thing to do, and they're gonna build them up, and then you know everybody's gonna interact later down the road, which I think is fine. Seeing as Spider-Man will be older, I think when they when Marvel and Sony talk again about hey. We could use a character here or there, you know. Tom Holland will be older. Because Tom Holland is not going away as Spider-Man. I think that's pretty much set in stone. that He's not going nowhere as Spider-Man. Um, but either way, either way. Yeah, that was that news dominated. Fucking dominated the headlines earlier this week. Now, moving on from that, I finally did go see Hobbs and Shaw. Oh boy, I don't even know where to start with this movie, but <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw was probably a I gotta give it like a seven, maybe six and a half out of ten. On pure on pure just straight up explosions, it's like a ten in action and fight scenes. Cause there's a fight scene literally like every ten minutes on the dot. They're like, alright, we threw in a few jokes. There's a few things just to move you along through the story. Like, okay. And I don't know if you've seen it. It's basically... The movie starts off with a heist. I believe it's a heist. Or some sort of a... Yeah, it starts off with like a heist. These special secret agent people. I don't know who. They go and they attack... These people that are carrying a virus that supposedly could wipe out the world, but it's a it's a it's a computer virus that I don't know it it adapts to anybody's DNA and then it just kills you from the inside out or some shit. So Jason Statham's sister in the movie injects herself with these this virus that's said to go off and like. I don't know, 72 hours or some bullshit or like a week at the most. Idris Elba is the villain and he goes, he was initially going to rob the the virus, but he got, I guess he showed up late and it sets off a chain reaction. Now he's tracking down Jason Statham's sister and the American government and the European governments both collide to, you know, send their best men or best agents to go after. Uh, I don't forget. I don't know if it's for the virus or for Idris Elba, but no, it's Jason Statham's sister. So they go, they send the Rock and they send Jason Statham to Europe somewhere. They find her, and they capture her, and then Idris Elba finds out where she's at. And that's when he meets up with The Rock in, or Hobbs and then Shaw. And all hell starts breaking loose, man. I mean, I mean the video, the movie is very fast paced. I can say there's a lot of action, a lot of fighting, a lot of, you know, a lot of comedy. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is randomly in the movie. I didn't know he was going to be in the movie. So is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart plays a fantastic small part in there. Um, Jason Statham, I think, is 
in tip top form, like his tran his uh transporter. What was his movie? Is three I think it's transporter or transport or let me look real quick. But yeah, the, his his movie he's in prime prime you know Jason Statham the transporter he's he was in prime transporter movie um that's where I know him and I know him from Crank uh but his his dynamic with you know The Rock is fantastic I, I mean I The Rock is more of a if there's a huge size difference. I know the rock is a massive man. Well maybe there's not. I don't know their stats. Let me take a look. If we look real quick, Jason Satham's stats. Let's see, he is he's five ten. Fifty-two years old. Wow. And he can't be more than like 200 some odd pounds. Now let's look at The Rock. The Rock stats. <laughs> the Rock stats are. Hmm. He's six foot two. And I don't know his age or anything, but. Oh, no, wait, wait. Why am I getting two different? I'm getting six foot two or six foot five. Two hundred and sixty pounds. Uh, but he's huge. That's what it says. Six foot five. So yeah, there he's definitely six inches or so taller. But they don't seem like he's that taller in the movie. Uh, but the you know obviously. The Rock is a fucking mountain, and they touch on that too a little bit. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> the Rock ends up having the hots for Jason Statham's sister, but they kind of do it incognito. <laughs> uh, and then you got Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is shorter than both of them, which is great. Uh, Kevin Hart wants to be the third wheel. <laughs> Yeah, the movie the movie's a comedy. You got I didn't know it was gonna be a comedy, but it kinda is. And I'm like, I'm okay with it. It's supposed to be like a buddy comedy cop film, but with cars, but with The Rock and Jason Statham and with under the Fast and Furious umbrella. Which isn't a bad combination. I mean they just took everything that's good about those movies and put it into another movie that had nothing to do with the Fast and Furious. Um it just has a Fast and Furious name attached to it and the characters. Now, I don't know why the movie was made without any of the other Fast and Furious characters. I guess I could get into it, but I'm not. I mean, they could have used some of the other characters. Not all of them, obviously. Obviously, The Rock and Vin Diesel are not getting along or whatever little beef they got. But, yeah... Outside of that, the movies, the, like I said, I give the movie like a solid seven. Even for comedy, you're gonna chuckle. I was chuckling at you know a couple, couple scenes. I'd have to watch it again to catch all the things. Um, as far as 
action, the action is there too. Um, Idris Elba is a phenomenal villain. Uh, at no point was I of like intimidated, like yo, he's he might do this because it seemed like Hobbs and Shaw were like a step ahead of him, even though he was some advanced cybernetic entity. But he had a good story. I mean, his story was Jason saved him, shot him in the head, killed him. Somehow he's alive. And then he's like bioengineered somehow. And he might be the ruler of the world if this virus goes global. And then this company called... I forgot what the company's called. but, But they're a company and they will inherit the earth essentially and start building humanity as they see fit so but anyways they they stop them they go to the islands of the Samoan islands and they you know Roman Reigns is there (laughs) and they they tackle an Apache helicopter with diesel trucks which is incredible I mean the movie is all over the place it's borderline a sci-fi movie but it's (laughs) it's Hollywood made I mean, the the video's not bad. I mean, the movie's not bad. It just, you got to kind of shut your brain off to the it, reality of it. I don't even know if that's the, how you want to say it. There is no reality to the Fast and Furious. It's, it, to me, like, that. the reality of the Fast and Furious went out, like, maybe in... the third or fourth film. Beyond that, they've been doing some... Br- wild shit fighting in planes doing shit with the submarines um everything flying cars out of flying cars out of planes while I'm fucking you know parachuting them out I don't know like <laughs> uh yeah those movies are just out of control but this movie is not too shy of that either Out of control. It was, it was fun, man. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I give it at least a 7 out of 10. It could, I mean, if you were to get technical, maybe 6.5. But I'm not going to dog the movie that much. I thought it was an okay movie. Yeah, 7. 7 out of 10. <laughs> now, the other... Okay, so... But watching Hobbs and Shaw, uh, they're, I think they're going to team them up again and make another movie. I don't know how much money the movie made. Everybody said it was like it grossed. I I was hearing that Tyrese was talking mad shit about it. Um. And that the other regular Fast and Furious characters were kind of upset with the Rock, and that and that they made the movie. But I I also heard that the movie did well. So let me let me pull this up real quick. Let me see Hobbs and. Shaw Gross Gross sales Let's see Let's see what comes up Updated Mm-mm. It says they're barreling to 550 million worldwide So Wow I mean I guess the movie did really well I don't know I don't know how much they spent it's, it definitely says, I'm looking at Forbes, Box Office Fast and Furious presents 
Hobbs and Shaw tops 500 million worldwide. And then it said they're past 550 million. So I guess, you know, I guess they're going to get another movie. I guess, I mean, but I, w- I wouldn't mind another movie. It'd be kind of fantastic. I think they did better than Godzilla, and Godzilla's going to get Godzilla and Kong. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so okay, they left it so that they could do another movie with them too. Uh, and it, apparently, five, but nobody knows the budget of the movie. The, but the budgets are usually, for those types of movies, in the realm of like, Hundred and fifty to hundred and eighty million. So if you double that, that's like three hundred million, three hundred and sixty or so. And they've eclipsed the five hundred and fifty million. So they made they definitely made all the money back. You know, it's not like it made three hundred million. Which is I think where Godzilla got stuck at like three hundred and fifty million. Which wasn't bad because the the budget was like a hundred and some odd million. And they they it doubled, but the beyond that it didn't do much well, I think. Um, but definitely, yeah, definitely. I think definitely you're gonna get a Hobbs and Shaw too. I like I said, I enjoyed it, so they might they're probably gonna take another stab at it. Um, you know. But yeah, I like I said, I watched it. I mean, I recommend watching it. Um. It's one of those movies, one of those franchises, like, Transformers is trying to get their shit in line. Fast and Furious had it in line for a long time. But now, you know, Fast and Furious, I think, is exhausted a little bit as far as the the characters, the same characters. You know, they never let Tyrese and Ludacris do their own thing. They kind of want to be in the same universe, which I don't blame them. But... You know, so anyways, like, yeah, I, I think they're going to make another movie. They le- they definitely left the cliffhanger at the end. Like, they want the team back together again because uh, there's going to be another virus to come out that's even worse than the first one. So will we get another one? Who knows? But definitely, I definitely give it two thumbs up. I I liked it just, just on the fact that it's funny and there's a lot of fighting and a lot of shit exploding it's a it's a michael bay film without michael bay directing uh so yeah that's my take on Hobbs and shaw also i can't think of the movie but it looks fucking amazing it's coming out it's got the guy from i think get out no no not get out i think he was in the black panther uh, not the Black Panther, but the guy who's like was his right hand man, but then ended up siding with Killmonger. Um, he's in a movie with another girl, and I don't know the name of the movie at the top of it because I only seen the previews for it once, and this is the first time I heard about it. But he plays a character. He meets a girl off of Tinder, or they met the off Tinder, and then. I guess they were chatting, and then the chat went cold, right? And then a couple months later, he gets a text like, Hey, you know, what's up? You know, 
So I guess they meet up for a date. And they go out on this date. And he's like, yeah, you know. He, you know, he's like, right, what happened? You know, he kind of like left me in a dry, you know. How do I get this date? How do I get another one, you know. Well, anyways, they leave in what seems like a deli or just a little diner. And they get pulled over by cops. And then the cop is like, yeah, I'm going to need you to step out the vehicle. This, that, and the other thing. I don't know what happens. I mean, the trailer goes kind of like quick. But he ends up getting the police officer's guns and, like, blasts him in the face. And then that's when, like, the story happens. They're on the run. They're they're trying. I think they're trying to leave the United States. I don't know where it's at. But they, like, they have to change the whole appearance up. Uh, you know, that story looks fucking phenomenal, dude. I was like, oh, my God. This movie is going to hit white America right in the head, like, you know, because it's, it is based in fantasy, because I don't think if you shoot a cop, you're not getting very far, but, I mean, there's a lot of racial tension in the country, there's a lot of officers shooting black people, shooting everybody, it seems like, and there's a lot of people, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just an interesting take on what would happen if a black person got pulled over and instead of the cop shooting the black person and that being on film, what's if it was a black person taking the officer's gun and shooting him, you know, and then running, you know? It's an interesting take. It's a, it's an it's an interesting movie. It looks well well done. Like the characters you can't even recognize them, but you could tell that they're they're them. When they're on the run, but this shit is amazing, and they're being the whole time they're being tracked by like FBI. They're being tracked by everybody. In that, I don't know what the name of that movie is, but that looks fucking amazing. Uh, I didn't see any other previews. Um, oh, I did see previews, but online on Twitter. I know the man. Disney's coming out with. I want to say it's the Mandalorian, or I don't know if I'm saying it right. But it's uh. Bubba Fett's and maybe Jenga Fett's story, Bounty Hunter story, that looks fucking amazing. Uh, Lady and the Tramp. This Disney Plus shit, I may have to just up and buy like immediately. Because Disney is putting out all kinds of good shit on that service. And I'm like, I need to be there already. Uh, This Bounty Hunter shit is a series. So it's not just... But you get... You're getting Disney, Marvel, ESPN, Hulu, Pixar, and I think National Geographic for like 12 bucks a month. And all the Marvel stuff will be there and I'm like ready for it. But yeah, that's what's been going down on the entertainment as far as visually, not audibly. And before I leave Hobbs and Shaw, before I leave, uh, you know, as far as that goes, um, I haven't seen the last two Fast Furious. I'm trying to. The one where they're fighting the submarine, I haven't seen that one. I think I'm missing one other one. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, they can keep making those movies. I, want, I haven't seen Vin Diesel on screen in a hot minute. 
And I think they need to open up the Fast and Furious franchise to Ludacris and, and all them. Like, let them do their own solo things. And I think they need an R-rated version of it. You know, I don't know if Universe is really willing to go that route, but uh, it's a phenomenal... I had a phenomenal time. Go see it. Now, jumping, jumping ships. Uh, if you don't know, if you don't know who Knock Loose is, you should. If you're a fan of heavy music and you're a fan of hardcore or you're a fan of, you know, it doesn't matter what you're a fan of. Is If you're a fan of rock, Knock Loose came out with a different shade of blue and it's just as heavy if not heavier than laugh tracks um it's fucking brutal now i want to do a whole album review song by song track by track but i'm not going to do that i'm just going to end the podcast with you know talking about it uh no hype needed M- mistakes like fractures and you know various other songs have already came out if you've listened to them listen to them uh you pretty much know you know what you're getting into but nonetheless uh a differentiated blue is definitely they went they were already heavy and i think they were more in the hardcore vein on laugh tracks but just like they wanted to be a really heavy hardcore band but this this album is definitely a fucking heavy heavy like perseverance heavy hardcore metalcore whatever you want to call it album Make no mistake, like, Mistakes Like Fractures is heavy, uh, but the whole album echoes that, like, there are some songs, the intros to the songs, the riffs that they're blaring out are just fucking, they're fucking just gutter riffs, they're just fucking the most... Tune low, fucking sludge, fucking, fucking, fucking riffs. Um, My favorite song on the CD's got to be By the Grave. I mean, I've heard that. And the intro to that song reminds me like a very old Slayer. Reminds me of very old Pantera. Reminds me of the exact reason why I like fucking heavy shit. Uh, And then like Googling the lyrics... Just to learn what I was fucking headbanging to in the car. I wasn't fucking disappointed. So not disappointed at all. Was fucking phenomenally fucking impressed by the lyrics. If there is a fucking word for that band, they're fucking impressive. And they may have sold me to go to their show and buy a fucking ticket now for their show in... The House of Blues in Anaheim that's coming up, I think, in October. I may fucking go to that just because I need to see before this band gets any bigger 
need to see Nakalus one more time up close and personal. And make my peace with God because I'm going to fucking destroy all of the House of Blues. And I will. Um, I'm going to listen to this album at least. I've already listened to it about three times, front to back. Like I said, there's a couple good songs on it. Um, Guided by the Moon, In the Walls is Phenomenal, By the Grave, Mistakes Like Freshers, obviously. Uh, Misguided Son, the one with Every Time I Die, I can't think of the name of it. The songs are so new, I I don't know. Let me pull it up real quick. We've got By the Grave, okay. Serpent's Touch is is phenomenal as well with excellent guest vocals. Uh, Forget Your Name, like I said, By the Grave, In the Walls, Guided by the Moon, Denied by Fate is Great, Misguided Son. Um, yeah, there's just Pure Noise Records hit this one. Well, I think they've already hit it out the park with the last album they put out. And now... This album just fucking a different shade of blue just fucking hit a grand slam. Now, is it the most important album that I'm ever gonna own? Mm. It, it it will be for some people because this is gonna be the album that a lot of people listen, especially the younger crowd, seeing as Nakalus is already popular. And I'm glad that they didn't relent from the heavy, because uh, I know if I was a young Buck, like I sometimes think about way back when, like, you know, when I first heard Hatebreed, I was, like, blown away. Like, Satisfaction is the Death of Desire blown away. I was like, whoa, like, who the fuck are these people? Like, blown the fuck away. And then Perseverance hit, and it just hit on every fucking note. It just hit. And as being as a young dude, I was just, like, sold that this is, this is one of these albums that I'm never going to ever forget. Like, in my... Young heavy days, and I think Knockloose. This is their Iowa. This is their perseverance. This is their, you know, life is peachy. This is their. Oh, you know, this is that that album from this their sophomore album is just fucking slays. You know, it's their dead walk. It's their, you know, it's what it is. I mean, it's, that happens the best, and I think. Knock Loose is going to fucking fly through the ceiling with this. Because I think now it's... They've reached... I mean, they're still a very hardcore band. And they're touring with very hardcore acts. But it won't be long before the metal bands and the metal heads hear it and be like, whoa. And they will want to go and see them. And I don't think Knock Loose is going to turn down touring with anybody. Uh, as it is, I've been mean, like all over Twitter... You know, all over Twitter, fucking watching all the hardcore bands like say, "Hey, listen to this," and and now, you know, seeing Jamie Jasta, seeing you know Corey Taylor, and people were like, "Whoa!" Like this fucking album is amazing, and it really is. I mean, it's one of the heaviest albums I've heard in a while. Like just on the heavy aspect. Um, like I said, I would like to review this shit with my bro, talk about it a little bit more, but definitely I give it, I give it fucking, 
dude, you don't get much heavier than that, man. You don't get fucking as heavy as that, like, by on accident. I mean, and I'm totally excited for, for Doc Luce, um because I caught them early enough in their career. Uh, way early enough. I caught them, you know, at the right moment. Like, now when they blow up, people are going to be like, yo, you went to that show? Like, yeah, I did. I caught Knock Loose. Because I think Knock Loose is about to pop off like a 20-year run. Maybe maybe career long run. Like, 30 years long run. Like, this is going to be it for them. Like, they're just sitting still now. This is who they are. So I'm glad that I was like... I caught them when they were young because of the metalheads growing up, you know, whenever it is I start having kids and they ever grow up to be metalheads, you know, that album's going to be there and, the, and they're going to be like, you seen these people? I'm like, yeah, I fucking did. And I, kept, and I got YouTube videos. I've seen them at Warp Tour. I've seen them, you know, at the Glass House. I'm probably going to go see them at the House of Blues, like. Yeah, I got to see them when they were really small before they're gigantic and you can't fucking just go see them anywhere. Um, but yeah, definitely that. But that album just came out. I think it literally just came out like two days ago, maybe three. In the day it came out, well, it came out at like nighttime. It came out at like night. I listened to it the next day and I've listened to it already again, like this morning. And like I said, like... <sighs> The album starts off with the ruckus. Um, Belleville is the opening track. It leads right into Trapped in the Grasp of a Mentoring and then into A Serpent's Touch. I mean, the album moves fast. Uh, and then, it, you know, the, the album, like the first eight songs, each individually are just heavier than the next one, like... I don't know if there's a bad song on the album. You got to listen to it front to back in that full decibel, which was like what I did last night. I was like, yo, I'm going to turn this motherfucker up and fucking listen to it and fucking kick, kick around in my car. Like, let's fuck this shit up. But yeah, that is exactly what I did. And that's exactly what you should do with listening to this album. Like, go and fucking... Turn it up. Put it on your AirPods and just fucking rock out in your head. Like, let all the knock loose fucking beat you to shit. Anyways, I'm probably going to do part two of this. I'm going to try to see if I can get my bro involved. See what his thoughts are and see where we can go with it. Um, all hell knock loose. Sony, you know, with Marvel. And Spider-Man, you know, caught you up there. Hobbs and Shaw, fantastic. And, and this album is fantastic. And next week we got Wage Wars album coming out. So I'm going to take a listen to that as well. Hopefully, hopefully they, you know, it's up and down the first couple of songs I heard, but hopefully it's it's a solid album as well. I'd like for Wage War to pop up as well as being a band that I like that they, you know, have success. Um, but anyways, guys, I'm going to log out of this episode and I'll, I'll get back to you hopefully in a couple days here. All right, late.